Chapter Twenty of The Flying Stingaree by Harold Goodwin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Berard. Chapter Twenty. Hunt the Wide Waters. The cruising houseboat Spindrift moved sedately across Eastern Bay, off the main Chesapeake Bay, toward the town of Claiborne. It was a lovely day with a blue sky dotted with occasional fair-weather clouds. The temperature was in the low eighties, the wind gentle, and the water warm. Rick Brandt sat on the bow of the houseboat, with his feet dangling over. Next to him sat Jan Miller. His sister Barbie, with her mother and father, were relaxing in deck chairs on the sun deck, while Scotty piloted the boat. Now and then the bow dipped, and the spray splashed up in a cooling shower. Rick enjoyed the feeling of the cool spray and the taste of salt on his tongue. Jan did, too. Rick thought she made quite a picture with her white bathing suit and golden tan contrasting with her dark hair. His one regret was that he couldn't swim with Jan, Scotty, and the family. Both Jan and Barbie were expert scuba divers, and he had looked forward to spearfishing with them in the bay. The girls had brought their own scuba equipment in the luggage compartment of Hartson Brandt's car. Rick's bandages had been reduced to a single jumbo-sized gauze patch, but his folks would not allow him to go swimming until his face was entirely healed. He knew they were right, though he chafed under the restriction. Even so, swimming was really only a small part of the fun of houseboating, and the ban on swimming wouldn't last long. Jan had put on a fresh bandage for him after breakfast that morning, and remarked in her soft voice, It will be completely healed in another day or two, Rick. You can go swimming then. Meanwhile, he had found an acceptable substitute. Steve Ames was a subscriber to Bow Hunting Magazine, and in a back issue, Rick had found an article on fishing for stingrays with bow and arrow. Steve had loaned a bow and Rick had invested in fishing arrows and a reel for the bow. So far, he had found only one stingray, and in his excitement, he had failed to take into account the refraction of the water. He aimed where the ray seemed to be, but wasn't. Rick's pretty blonde sister called down to him. Rick, there's a sandbar at the tip of that point. He looked to where Barbie was pointing and saw a good-sized sandbar extending out under the water. I see it, sis. Thanks. It will be a while before we get there. Jan smiled at him. Going to try again? You bet I am. Got to catch up with you somehow. Jan had bagged a ten-pound rockfish underwater on the day before, and they had baked it in a driftwood fire on a beach at Poplar Island. Rick was as proud as though the catch had been his own. He had been Jan's diving instructor and had taught her how to stop a fish. You can catch up day after tomorrow when the folks will let you dive, Jan assured him. Can't wait that long, Rick replied. I'm going to find a fifty-pound ray right now. Go get your bow, Jan said. I'll join the others and we'll all spot for you. Rick got to his feet and gave Jan a hand up. He went down the catwalk to the cabin while she went up the ladder to the top deck. The bow was in the closet. Rick checked the string, then strung the bow and selected two arrows. 
he went out on deck and stopped at scotty's side looks like a good place cruise slow and easy and be ready to maneuver if there's a ray there i want it okay go for broke robin hood what i can't understand is why you don't shoot for something edible can't rick said cheerfully edible type fish don't hang around waiting for boats to bring bowmen close he climbed the rear ladder to the upper deck and joined his family hartson grant smiled at his son next time we let you go off by yourself don't get involved in mysteries then you won't have to bow hunt inedible sea animals it's fun rick returned i'd want to do it even if i could spare fish want to take a shot i'll take a shot after you've boated your first ray fair enough rick agreed mrs brant asked where are we going rick he pointed to the peninsula around that land there's a creek on the other side called tillman creek the cruising guide says there's a good anchorage just inside if it looks all right we'll spend the night there if not we'll go across to the wye river tomorrow we'll go down the miles river to the town of st michael's and put in supplies the scientist smiled at his wife it's nice to relax and have our children do the work and the thinking isn't it it's too good to last mrs brant returned barby and jan were standing far forward close to where the cabin top curved downward to the forward deck rick joined them this is fun barby exclaimed rick this houseboat was the best idea you ever had we all should have traveled down together jan said then the whole family could have been in on the case of the flying stingaree that will be the day barby replied when rick brant lets us in on any real adventures i'll know the world is coming to an end her tone changed suddenly look we're getting into shallow water keep a sharp lookout rick went down the ladder to the foredeck and tied his arrowhead to the fish line wound in the reel on his bow he knocked the arrow and got ready to shoot he looked up at the two pretty girls standing above him let out a yell if you see a dark blot barby gave him a scornful look of course we'll yell did you think we were standing here waiting for flying saucers to land the houseboat ploughed through a patch of sea grass and emerged over sandy bottom rick kept careful watch but he knew the girls would see the first sign of a ray before he did because of their higher vantage point steve would enjoy this he thought the janic agent was back in washington his vacation interrupted again because of the work that remained on the case of lefty chameleon lefty was in jail too along with his friends rick shook his head he was still amazed at the mobster's stupidity in creating such an elaborate setup to get data that was his for the asking apparently it just hadn't occurred to lefty that a rocket range could be without secrets if there had been secrets though the system was a good one by using the combination of a balloon and a rocket lefty got his equipment high enough to intercept wallops island telemetry and he did it without anyone suspecting he was launching rockets the rockets and balloons dropped into the ocean unseen or if seen the first thought would be that they had come from wallops the shape of the balloons also kept anyone from suspecting 
that the theft of data was the real purpose it was a fine scheme even though it had all been unnecessary the girls let out a yell that startled rick from his reverie scotty immediately throttled back and the boat's momentum carried it forward rick watched the water and finally saw a dark blur on the sandy bottom ahead and to the left he drew then waited until he saw the dark patch move this time he allowed for the water's refraction he loosed the arrow the stingaree felt the impact and reacted violently its tail lashed up to strike with sharp barbs at the intruder the tail lashed the arrow shaft without effect the ray's wings moved in a rippling motion like that of some weird flying carpet it flashed upward and into the air then crashed back on the surface of the water again it dived heading for the bottom rick kept the drag on his reel letting the ray fight against the breaking action the fish didn't give up easily it had the primitive nervous system and great vitality of its relatives the sharks and it fought long after an edible fish like a rockfish would have given up when the ray moved toward the now stationary boat rick reeled in line when the ray showed a new burst of energy and started away rick let it fight against the drag pulling out line the girls were down on the foredock with him now and scotty had joined the brants on the upper deck in order to get a better view of the fight finally the ray tired rick drew it in close to the hull and waited while the vicious tail lashed futilely jan took the gaff that scotty handed down to her and gave it to rick he hooked the sea beast and lifted it from the water stand clear he warned i don't want either of you getting hit with that tail the girls hurried up the ladder to safety and rick lifted the stingaree to the deck it was a small one weighing about fifteen pounds the wet leathery body glistened and the kite-shaped wings flapped like those of some fantastic bird scotty looked down at the ray you caught a cripple he said there's something wrong with it rick looked up he knew the answer but he asked the question anyway grinning yes what's wrong with it it can't fly scotty said end of chapter twenty end of the flying stingaree by harold goodwin